I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm still sick and I want to die. I'm sorry. How are you? Eh, Just a little hungover. Oh yeah? Yeah I did something last night on St. Patrick's Day. I never do that's, things. Yeah. yeah, that's unwise. I saw pictures. Oh, really? Raj sent me one of you two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I remember telling him to send a picture of us together. Yeah. The problem with me, and this always, this is, this always happens, is... I get a drink, and then I don't feel anything, so then I ask to double it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, I have two drinks in my hands that are vodka cranberry doubles. Yeah, that's because alcohol takes a little bit of time, sweetie. Well, I'm like 12, so I don't remember that. And, like, I always swear off vodka. Like, I always do. Because vodka gives me just, like, the worst hangovers. Like, it it, it sucks. Because, like, I'm on a diet, too. So there's nothing worse than being on a diet and being hungover. Because you fucking can't eat anything. Oh, I never want to eat when I'm hungover. Like, I need carbs when I'm hungover. Like... Before recording, I had to go grab some, like, uh, tortilla chips and then some guacamole I had in the fridge. And then I felt kind of more alive. But. Uh, but you had fun, at least. Oh, oh, did, did, what just happened? Uh, apparently we stopped recording. All right. I'll just keep your audacity. Well, Brittany accidentally pressed a button and ended the recording. Good job. Thanks. Brittany stopped the podcast. I I did. I accidentally pressed something. It's my hungover fingers. Let's play it in that. 
<sighs> but yeah, celebration is gonna kick my ass. I just can't have vodka. Like, give me everything else but vodka. I still smell every time I think about it. Like, it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> like, I need I need to stick with wine. I think. I think that's what I'm gonna do, because uh, I just I can't keep doing this to myself, Emily. Like, I just I can't wake up in the morning and think about vodka (laughs) well especially when you're not going to be sleeping and you're going to be on your feet all day i don't want to be hungover yeah like i want to drink and have fun with my friends but i need to keep an eye on it yeah (sighs) but that's in like 24 days can you believe that that's crazy (sighs) i have to pack what do you pack to go to Chicago? I, I don't know. Wait closer to and look at the weather. Well, the weather right now is 42 degrees. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, next Tuesday, it's going to be sunny. And the high will be 50. Okay, but you're not going to be there next Tuesday. But I'm just saying next Tuesday, Emily. Like, who knows? Like, maybe we'll both end up in Chicago next Tuesday. Like, we don't know that. Okay. Yeah, next Sunday and Monday it's going to rain. But the high is going to be 52 and 54. So just in case you end up in Chicago next Sunday and Monday, Emily. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. But also something to keep in mind. um, We have a panel announcement. Yes, we do. For the episode nine panel. Still doesn't have a title. We found out on Twitter from the celebration account. And they said, this is the panel you've been waiting for. Don't miss the Star Wars Episode 9 panel with director J.J. Abrams at hashtag Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Yep. Friday. Yeah. That means Thursday night waiting in line. Maybe. We still don't know. I think so. I want to do it. I think it'll be fun. No, I'm saying we still don't know how they're doing lines. Oh. Yeah. I think they're going to do, like, overnights or... I don't know. How would you do it if you I were don't the... Know. I don't, I don't know because I don't know how that convention center is set up. Hmm. Yeah. I should look that up. There's going to be a lot of people in there. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Many, many people. So, I'll, yes. Are we getting a title before celebration or not? No, I think we're getting it at the panel. Because it seems like at this point, you just announced it at celebration, right? I'm at the point that I just don't care. Like, <laughs> I am okay yeah. with this being episode nine forever. Yeah, quite <laughs> honestly, I'm sort of the same way. That's good. I'm less annoyed. The only the only reason I'm annoyed that we don't have a title is I'm sick about hearing when we're gonna get a title. 
I think that's died down because I think a month ago everyone was like going crazy about it. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, who knows? Like maybe when this, I mean, maybe it's not because they just drop shit all the time. But it seems like at this point, there's not anything big before Celebration. And so maybe you just make that announcement then. And everybody goes crazy in the room. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, though. But I think they're just going to announce it at Celebration. And then that's it. All right. The name of this episode is Chewie's Great Adventure with the Porks. Poe Goes Swimming. That's yeah. what episode nine is named. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'd, wa- I'd watch two hours of that. Poe's going to go swimming in episode nine. Okay. Because Ray went swimming in episode eight. Can Gerald come too? He's the swimming instructor. Okay. I imagine Gerald with a little whistle around his porg neck. <laughs> the little floaties. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> they should make porg floaties. I don't know why they haven't yet. Somebody make pork floaties. How do you not have that? That should be a thing. Let me look it up. Okay, Disney executives who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, make pork water wings. There's pork popsicles. Oh God, you 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 don't want to know what I what I got when I looked up pork floaties. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, go on Google right now on your phone. And and everyone, not just Emily, and type in Porg floaties. I mean, <laughs> I'm seeing boob floaties. That's not a Porg, it's a... No. Internet. I see a BB-8 floaty, though. Okay, the boot floaties are really disturbing. Yeah. Okay, so inflatable Star Wars pool toys, perfect for floating in Dagobah. Uh, you have um, you have R two D two floaty, you have a Death Star floaty, you have a Millennium Falcon floaty, and then you have an X wing floaty. I like the the X wing one's cute. Then there, I see a Falcon. I want a Tauntaun. I can't even remember the last time I. When was the last time you went in a pool? Or the water, or just the water in general. Um. The last summer when I visited my brother because they have a pool in their complex. Hmm. I feel like swimming is like something that like people used to do like more. I don't know. Like, I don't hear anyone be like, I'm going to go out for a swim. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't hear that because nobody does that in New York. Because there's not, like, a ton of pools here. We don't have, like, there's a, you know, there's a couple of places that have them. Like, some of the Mm. more pricey 
athletics clubs, and then they also have them at like some of the Ys. But I wouldn't go into there because it gross. But like, I think yeah. if you have ready access to a pool, I would swim all the fucking time. I have one, but I never use it. You have a slide and everything. Oh boy, fancy. I know Cooper likes to go swimming. In case you haven't noticed, there's no fucking Star Wars news this week. (sighs) Dude, but there's a shit ton of people going to Chicago for a celebration. Like, I feel like every fucking day they're like, oh, Captain Panaka's coming, or oh, this person. People who I would not recognize if they were two feet in front of my face and gave me their names. (laughs) Let me see who's the most recent um, guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our Oh, we didn't talk about me totally, totally failing to see Adam Driver. Dude, I know. What happened, Emily? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, here's the thing. I mean, first of all, if it had been like Ben Mendelsohn or somebody, I would care a lot more. But so I went to see Fleabag a couple weeks ago, which is um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's... one woman show and it's a teeny theater it's like 180 seats and when i like the next morning i'm looking on our dm group and i think it was mike was like hey did you see adam driver at the show last night i'm like what are you talking about and apparently a couple of women had tweeted pictures of him at the same show i was at but i guess he was like a couple rows behind me and to the other side and I mean, I don't, you know, it's not like I'm sitting there, like, looking around the theater all, like, waiting for the lights to go down. I was just, you know, reading the program on my phone. So, yeah. In the, the, like, it's such a tiny theater. Totally didn't see him. No idea he was there. What was he doing there? Seeing the show. What do you mean, what is he doing there? Well, I know, but, like, does he know Phoebe Waller-Bridge or anyone on the... I mean, I don't know. It's a like it's the show's got tons of good press. Like it's a really big deal. Like, was I mean, it I'm sure good? It, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fabulous. Like that that performance. Like all of those were sold out. Wow. Well, it's okay, Emily, because you'll you'll see him in twenty five <laughs> days. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! I love him. Again, of all the people, I'm like, yeah, it would have been cool, but at least it wasn't somebody I actually, like, super am into. Like, if it had been, oh, like, John Boyega or somebody, I would have been super disappointed. I think I've seen John Boyega before. I'm not sure. No, I've seen Daisy, but... I actually think not seeing Adam Driver is a funnier story than if I had seen Adam Driver. <laughs> you're in the same building as him and you just didn't see it you didn't well, see that tall goofball well because again like i got there pretty early you know and i just got my seat it's a tiny cramped little theater i mean it's one thing if you miss somebody in like a you know 2000 seat auditorium or something but it's literally i think 178 seats that's funny because I think I remember seeing a tweet of someone laughing about Adam Driver fitting into the seat. <laughs> Those seats are so small. No. How old is that theater? 
Oh, I don't know. Soho Playhouse. Would you um, eat a peanut butter and jelly in... sandwich? Never mind. Go on. <laughs> okay, I was going to say it opened in, in 1962. I'm sorry, what? Would you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with mustard? No. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, what the fuck? Who would eat that? I don't eat anything with my, I don't like mustard. Oh, really? I'll eat it on bratwurst and that is it. Champagne mustard on honey ham or like any like, Ugh, I don't like honey baked like, ham. I don't like ham. No, no, don't it's, like ham. Blech. It. You don't like ham? Don't like ham. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't like like baked ham. I'll like eat like prosciutto or stuff, but I don't like baked ham. I don't like like lunch meat ham. I mean like Thanksgiving ham? Ugh, no. Gross. What do you eat on Thanksgiving other than your tiny uh turkey? You have duck, right? I had chicken. You had chicken. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, dinner rolls, cranberries, Brussels sprouts. But no, I would not eat peanut butter and jelly and mustard. Oh, okay. And I did once accidentally make a peanut butter and sauce sandwich, so. I remember that. <laughs> oh, Emily. I don't buy that salsa anymore. I wonder if people listen to this podcast and like tell that we just like immediately start recording instead of like because some podcasts yeah sometimes yeah. we talk about shit beforehand and like get that stupid nonsense out of our system but I just feel like today is just a great nonsense day or either I'm gonna have to do a lot of editing on the podcast look there's no news I'm sick. You're hungover. I've had a headache since like one o'clock this morning. I can't take any more painkillers because I'm going to destroy my kidneys. I'd give you my kidney. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That'll add. I'll add that to the list right under kidnapping me, the queer eye dog. Ooh. You finish the season? No, I've watched the first five episodes. It's pretty good. Yes. We are. Th- this podcast is very pro queer eye. You should watch it. Very pro. You should watch it cuddled up in bed with some blankets and a stuffed monkey and uh, tissues because it makes you cry. That's how you watch the show. That's the proper <laughs> thing to do. I know it was funny because I woke up early on Friday and I saw that it was available. So I started watching it and I don't know why, but I was like, I need to clean my room. And I like deep cleaned, like I got rid of, I think like six trash bags of clothing. Oh, wow. That's a lot. I donated. Yeah, I donated it, of course, though. 
but uh, then Carlos came over, and I was like, I have the rest of our night planned. We're going to watch Queer Eye. Yay! Was he okay <laughs> with that plan? Yeah, he was. Like, he was he was really nice. He really liked it. He's like, wow, these guys are actually really caring. Yes, they're so sweet. They are. Oh. And they're so genuine. And even though they only spend, like, a week with the people, like... That's just lifelong friends, you know? Yeah, they've talked about that. Like, there's some people who some of them are still, like, in touch with. That's amazing. Yes, I love this show. So far, the Barbecue Sisters were my favorite. I loved them. When they fixed the one sister's teeth. I know. That was so sweet. I liked her, and I loved the, um... The last one I watched, episode five, was the young lesbian girl. I loved her. Yes, because they do this a lot. Like they've done this before. Like, people who have gotten, you know, like kicked out of their homes and stuff like that. And those episodes always really get to me. Yeah, I know her and Bobby's like friendship. This that episode was just so beautiful well yeah because yeah because like they have such similar stories Mm-hmm. Ugh, kills me i love that show it's just nice you know i watch a lot of like really dark depressing shit and it's nice to have something that's just genuinely nice and makes me think okay people are good yeah i agree i know it was really nice to just like sit down and be happy and watch everything and you know obviously like some tearjerker moments but yeah but it's like in a good like cathartic way mm-hmm. but my god i really want to go to joan's barbecue oh my god yeah i gotta see if i can find some of the sauce online i wonder if they sell it online yeah here let me check for you right now joan's barbecue sauce I love Anthony. I've noticed that I noticed that they have him cooking slightly more complicated stuff this season after they after he got so much shit for it before. Was he really getting shit? Oh yeah, cuz it would be like here like slice up this tomato and put some cheese with it in past seasons. I'll have to go back and watch. I'll probably do that today or tomorrow. I work all week. So maybe I'll queue up some episodes for the casino. But, um, oh, uh, they sold out of their famous barbecue sauce. Um, after the season aired, or the episode aired, um, they had its biggest and most sold out weekend ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they have a website. Jones Barbecue KC. Okay. I might get some of that then. Yeah. Let me see if it is. Sweet. And this is, I found it. 
jonesbbqkc.com. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the right place. Okay, I'm going to bookmark that. And then let's go talk about some more Star Wars. Yeah, so uh, the Briars did an article a couple uh, days ago about uh, Poe and Leia's bond in Episode Nine. Yes, this is good. This is very good news. Yeah. Um, Isaac said in an interview with Sirius XM, and he revealed the link between the characters, the rock-steady veteran trying to stabilize the younger hotshot, is part of the new story. Isaac said he understood why Abrams wanted to find a new home for the unused arc. He said, I wasn't surprised because I remember when we were doing that, we worked a lot. Carrie and I would work together so much. We would talk about the scenes and we would get very tight during the shooting of that. So it was a beautiful thing to see and it gets carried over in the new film as well. Yes, that's something I'm really happy for because I really, I liked what we saw of their relationship. And I like the idea of her really being a mentor figure for him and also her seeing in him the potential to take over and lead the resistance. Yeah. It also means I am going to cry even more than I thought I was going to cry. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I'm prepared. I don't think my tear ducts are prepared, especially like seeing footage from episode nine. Like, we're already going to be sleep-deprived, and I know being sleep-deprived and seeing something, like, really exciting, like, we're all going to crack. Like, just the whole audience is just going to, like, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be emotional. Yeah. I don't think I'm emotionally prepared for episode nine. I still can't believe that we're getting an episode nine. Like, I can't believe that this winter we're going to be in a theater watching another Star Wars movie. Like, I still can't believe it, you know, because Solo was just so like it was I hate being like, oh, it's a weird time of the year and everything. But it just didn't feel the same as you know, the other winter premieres of Star Wars movies, you know, like episode right. seven, episode eight, you know, so I'm excited to get that feeling back because, you know, you get excited because it's the holidays and you get excited because Star Wars, you get excited because, you know, like family's coming down or, oh, you're doing more, you know, holiday things or just, you know, so I'm excited. Yes. And it's just, I don't know, it's like the the end of this part of the saga we don't know what's coming next. Yeah. And I've just I've just grown to love these characters so much. I know. It's It's like how I'm trying to think of like words, but it's like I feel like I've had these characters for like my whole life, you know? Like, I feel right? like I know these characters as much as I know, like, Luke, Leia, and Han. Like, honestly, like, I think I connect with these characters more than, like, Luke, Leia, and Han, you know? But obviously because, like, you know, we're seeing these movies, like, firsthand in the theaters and everything, you know? Yeah, there's just, there's so much that goes along with it. Um, Like, seeing 
seeing the stories play out for the first time and when you're in like a theater full of people and like that that experience that obviously we didn't get with the original trilogy and it's i mean we do a fucking star wars podcast obviously we love those movies and i love those characters but i don't know i just i care so deeply about what happens with ray and poe and finn yeah and it's just it's such an unknown and i'm scared and i'm going to be very i don't know i just i'm so worried that i'm going to be heartbroken no i don't think you will i mean like i think that in the end i think all these characters you know will find peace within themselves and you know the galaxy like maybe like something's gonna happen but like I know that this will shape them to be, like, better people, better, like, everything, you know? Like, Ray, she went from, you know, being no one to now, you know, she has a family. Like, the Resistance is her family, you know? So, nothing can ever beat that. And you'll see her shine. She will continue to, even if something happens to some people in the Resistance, like, She's still going to be that strong beam of sunshine. Oh, man. (coughs) Is Billy D going to be at the episode nine panel, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm going to lose my shit. I can't wait to see that. You better sit next to me. (laughs) I just, I know. I, I want to I see, because I can't, like, I am too feel awkward and weird, like, doing, like, the photo ops and shit like that. Like, it's just not for me. But seeing Billy D. Williams walk out on stage, being awesome, and being Billy D. Williams, like, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I love Lando so much. I love him, too. I don't know who I'm most excited to see. Hmm. You. Aw. What's hilarious is how many people have have said to me that they want to witness us meeting. <laughs> Who said that to you? I kind of like just a, several different people have mentioned it. We have to get it recorded. <laughs> I've I've told Rusty that um, I he needs to have his phone out when we meet. But uh, I can't wait. Oh, we're going to have buttons. For sure we're going to have buttons because I ordered buttons and the buttons have shipped and the buttons are coming on Wednesday. Buttons. I still need to get my shirt. Or Yes, you do. I was thinking of getting like a pullover sweatshirt though because like I don't really wear like the t-shirts a lot because I think I have some some podcast shirts and I think because like I'm a sweater girl so I'm like yeah I should just you know get something like I know I'm gonna wear and plus with like my podcast logo because I need something that proves that (laughs) I, I, I think I'm a Star Wars podcaster well now we have buttons so you're definitely a Star Wars podcaster 
you know, like sometimes I really don't feel like a Star Wars podcaster. Like even going to like, you know, shows or like podcast parties, like I just feel not like out of place, but it just it's funny because like I don't feel like a podcaster. Like I've had people tell me before that like I don't have a podcaster voice. And I mean, like it's not offensive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I, I know. But and they're always like, it's not in a bad way. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But. I just don't feel like a podcaster. Well, this is episode 84. So when do you think you're going to feel like a podcaster? A hundred. Okay. What are we going to do for our hundred? Do a podcast? Oh, well, speaking of podcasts, our lovely friend Steel Saunders is doing a live Star Wars podcast in Chicago for Celebration. And you better get tickets yes. because um, they are selling fast. Yeah, they might even be sold out by the time this comes out. So if yeah. you haven't got them, check steelwars.com. But it's going to be tons of fun. I was looking at the bar that it's at. It looks like a good venue. Lots of good people are going to be there. There's going to be fun shit going on. Steel's got some good shit planned, I'm sure. So I was going to say, you better spill that tea after recording if you know what's going on. No, I don't. I just know he's doing something. <laughs> Well, and you know something that might happen, because I already told you about that. I have to get the tissues ready, because I'm going to cry laughing. <laughs> Can I be a... No, no, I'm going to spoil it. But Don't spoil anything. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm, I'm very excited for the podcast event. And to see all of our friends. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm going to keep a couple. I'm going to keep like a handful of buttons because we ordered like 50 and that's a lot. So I'm going to keep some aside. So if you are not going to Celebration Chicago, um, once I have the buttons, like hit me up through Twitter or email us and I'll try to get buttons out to some people who can't make it. Yeah, we want you to have our buttons. Is that so weird? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. Thank you. There's going to be a lot of panels at Celebration. Obviously, the Game of Thrones dudes might have something, or that might be announced. Um, A Mandalorian panel. All the animation show panels. Yep. And speaking of animation... There was a new episode of Star Wars Resistance last week that yes, we both was. watched. Yes. It was the first part of the finale, and it was really fucking good. Okay, do you want to hear something, like, really ironic, like, as we start talking about Star Wars Resistance? No. Um, Kaz just followed me on social media. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. What would you think of the episode? Um, Mostly really positive. My only complaint is the underwater scene when he's swimming away from the stormtroopers and he's back on the Colossus and Niku is hitting all the buttons and all the different shit is going on. That scene is too long. Yeah, I agree. I think some of those underwater scene things were a little too long. Also, I have a question. So Always. 
All right, so the underwater stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. They wore... I, maybe I was looking, seeing this the wrong way. Do they have a helmet, like a water helmet, over the regular stormtrooper helmet? Is that what's happening there? I thought it was just their helmet was designed to be both underwater and above water. Oh, so maybe it has, like, little panels that come down? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I was so confused by that. I was, I just kept staring at it being like, that just looks weird as shit. Okay, that's a much better explanation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love everyone, you know, working together and everything, but it, it really hurts seeing Tam and her feeling hurt by Kaz and Yeager. Yeah. And, you know, I forget what her name is, but her trying to, you know, convince Tam to be like, hey, you know, come here. Like, we'll give you this. We'll do all of this for you. We'll make you a pilot, you know, like the one thing that she's always wanted. That she's been working for. Yeah. And, you know, like that's being offered to her while she's just learned that her friends were lying to her about all sorts of shit. Like, I listen to other podcasts, and I hear, like, other people talk about Tam and, like, say that she's, like, annoying and everything. And I used to agree, but I feel like now I see where she's coming from. She's never seen the First Order as, you know, the bad guys or the Empire. So... When they come to her with all these, you know, opportunities and everything, of course she's going to be like, this is great. Yeah, I'll do it. And then, of course, like she, they tell her about her friends betraying her and she, you know. Yeah. A guy who, let's frankly, like already like Kaz basically sort of usurped her place. Like she was the one who was supposed to be getting the ship, the, the fireball fixed up because it was supposed to be the ship that she flew. Kaz is constantly, like, stealing the ship and fucking it up. And Yeager's not punishing him anyway. And she knows, like, I feel like probably she and Yeager used to be closer. And sort of Kaz has taken that position as well. Everybody's keeping secrets from her. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm really sympathetic towards her. You can just tell how hurt she is, too. Like, it's really sad to see. Yeah. And seeing Kaz to this episode, that was deep. He is great this episode. Um, Christopher Sean, is that his name? Yes. Uh, it does a really good job here because there's lots of cool stuff. Um, we get it like because we get the range of it. We get the silly stuff when Niku is hitting all the wrong buttons and shit's going wrong underneath the station during that fight. So there's a little bit of that silliness. And then we get them, um, him and Tora over here, Hux's big rally speech and seeing his planet get destroyed 
and he did a really good job with that. There's this like because he like you know they they see the planets get destroyed, and then he asks CB twenty three what system that is, and the, I have to say, kudos to the sound design people because I don't know how you make a robot sound regretful when all it talks is and beeps and whistles. But you can totally tell that CB23 doesn't want to tell Kaz. Yeah. And that that's really... It's really impressive. Like We see that a lot with R2 and with BB-8, but I don't know, there was something in this moment that really caught that for me. Just how much emotion they can pack into those sounds. Yeah. And seeing Kaz's uh, friendship with Tora, too, and seeing Tora's reaction to Kaz's emotions, too. <coughs> oh, yeah. I really love Tora. I love their friendship. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's, you know, pure, it's nothing to be, like, looked into, like, Sonara. <laughs> I think him and Sonara, but I don't know. I just think that, you know, they work together great. Like, this is just a good show. Like, I watched the season finale today because I saw that it was available and I was like, yeah, like, I, I want to watch this. I want to know what happens. And yeah, I'm probably going to watch it once we're done recording. (laughs) Good time management. Watch it after you record your Star Wars podcast. I know I was going to text you that I watched it. But I failed. I mean, honestly, part of the reason I didn't watch it, I'm like, yeah, Brittany was went out last night. She's going to be hungover. She's not going to watch it. I proved you wrong. (laughs) No, I'm going to watch that and DuckTales after this is done. No, it's DuckTales. Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> it came back last week, and it was an episode with um, Della Duck, who is the triplet's mother, and she's trapped on the moon, and she can't get to her kids. <sighs> That's a lot. It was very good. And she sings this lullaby to this space giant spider thing. <sighs> it was very emotional. Everyone should watch the new DuckTales. It's amazing. (laughs) Sounds interesting. I think I might watch that. I I fucking... I genuinely love it. It's really funny. Um, Webby, who is like the... Like, girl duck who hangs out, is like this kick-ass, like, obsessed with adventures goes around everywhere with a grappling hook. She's totally amazing. Scrooge is voiced by David Tennant, and it's so good. And I love it. And Donald Duck's in it a lot. He is? Yes. That's good. Ugh, it's such a good show. Who's your favorite? Webby. Because she's just awesome. She was so annoying on the first show. Like the old 
late 80s, early 90s DuckTales, but mm-hmm. she's so funny and cool in this one. That's good. Because it's this really funny combination of she's super into adventures and totally, like, knows, like, a bunch of different kinds of martial arts and all this stuff. And again, like, goes around with a grappling hook, but is also incredibly sheltered and not actually ever gone and done anything. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm. I should check it out. <coughs> so... Okay, without going into any details, just tell me, did you like the season finale? I did. My main okay. issue, my main issue though with these uh, episodes, is that I wish they were longer, and I feel mm. like that's a good issue to have because I just feel like I I want more, you know? Because yeah. it's like it, the episode ended, and I'm like, wait, what's going to happen now, you know? But I think that just adds to it. And, you know, that's probably what they want. They want us to be like, I want to watch this more. But, I mean. Yeah, I- I'm I'm very surprised going from, like, looking back at the first few episodes of the show, how into the show am I am now. I know. And then I love hearing other people talk about it, too. Yes. <sighs> well, I think we got an email. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, because I can't read more than, like, two lines without coughing. Okay. Well, I can't read without messing up, so wish me <laughs> luck. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robbie sends in a email about Captain Marvel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hello, Kanto Biters. I hope you guys are doing well. Finally saw Captain Marvel, and I really enjoyed it. But but there are some things that you guys missed I wanted to point out. Uh, what a waste of Gemma Chan. For the love of God, you better be in the sequel. Uh, she also said, I found it weird that Carol would blow up in the spaceships, but not like her old crew. Like, I thought she would... I thought she got over the betrayal relatively quickly and their fight wasn't really funny or dramatic. I would have preferred that she let Jude Law live because despite all the lies, she still had some affection for him rather than this send send a message nonsense. Is she a Superman without kryptonite? Because an undefeatable hero is going to be dull. Uh, Also... As a part of Gen Z, born in 1997 or afterwards, I didn't care much for the 90s references. I mean, Marvel movies are for kids, right? Do you expect them to get excited when you play something on a record? Um, I mean, I feel like, Emily, like, how did you feel about the music? I feel like, because, you know, you're older than, you know, the Gen Z. What did you think? I mean, I fucking love it. Because I'm born in 83. Like, this movie, this movie really is made for people my age. I think I think probably kids would have less of a problem with it than people Robbie's age. Because kids aren't going to know that they're missing out on all these winks and nods. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, it's just stuff that's happening. Yeah, I mean, like, every time I would hear, like, no doubt, like, I don't know why, just... It's not my favorite. So, like, when I heard that. But then when I heard, like, Nirvana, I'm like, oh, sick. 
you know? So I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm born in 95, so I'm two years older than you, Rabia. So, I mean, I feel like my opinion's pointless because I'm barely a 90s kid, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, look, yeah, like that's it. I mean, yeah, I understand people not liking it. But for me and for, I think, people of my generation, it's it's perfectly done. Like the the, the choices are really solid. Yeah. And then she says, I think the movie could have been a little longer to develop her relationship with Jan Rog, which is um, Jude Law and Marvell. Carol's friendships with Maria and Furry were awesome, but the former two aren't much of anything. Anyways, keep on podcasting, Rabia. I can't know. Like, one of my favorite things about this movie is it's not, there's not like 30 more minutes of extra shit that doesn't need to be there like there is in every other goddamn Marvel movie. It's my number one complaint on Marvel movies is length. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm i not as big as to, in Marvel as, like, you, obviously, and, like, a lot of other people, and probably even Rabia, but that was, it's interesting, because, like, I didn't think about any of that stuff. Like, sure, I was like, oh, like, who's Marvel and all this stuff, but, like, now I'm just like, okay, cool, you know, we found out more about Carol, like, I... You know, at first watching the movie, when I saw her in the beginning with Jude Law, I'm like, oh, like maybe they're a little flirty. And I'm like, oh, maybe. But no, like there was nothing there. And I really liked that. And I didn't need a more, you know, a bigger battle with them or something or like a you betrayed me. Like I, I didn't need that. Like what I got, I was happy with, you know, I, I probably like the whole sending you back and with a message thing, like. I understand that, but that is just what creates a sequel, you know. So I didn't, I didn't question any of that. Yeah, no, I like, I like that. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't need the one with with Jude Law's character develop more. I do think maybe the one with Annette Benning, if if we could have seen like, because we get so many flashes in those flashbacks, where it's just like little bits. If we had had like maybe like one extended scene there with her where we see maybe a little bit more of her as like a role model that that would have been good um I kind of like her sending him back as a message rather than a I still care about you in the slightest after the shit that you pulled yeah like I, if she had actually cared about him at all at that point, it would have annoyed me. So I'm okay with that. Um, Gemma Chan, yeah, use Gemma Chan more. You have Gemma Chan, use her. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. I liked her. Um, I hope she's. I hope she's comes back. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up another one. I mean, because they brought. Um, I mean, because the other one of the other Kree, uh, Demon Hansu, is the one who is in. Uh, Guardians. Yeah. So we could see her again, potentially. I mean, I feel like we're oh, going to see yeah. all these people again. You know, we're going to say sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I finished. <laughs> okay. I was going to say one thing that I forgot to mention both on our podcast and when I was talking about Captain Marvel on Sith List, which is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Surprise, surprise. It's a Ben Mendelsohn scene. But it is... It's the corner scene when he comes in in Ben Mendelsohn form when the uh, Fury is looking at the scroll body 
And when he, <coughs> whenever, when, when Fury leaves and Mendo like kneels down next to the guy and, and does the whole like sending like the, what, what would he even call it? Like the, 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 like making like a promise to like, you know, like make his death Avenge, count. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and doing the little, some sort of obviously like, this is the thing that you say when scrolls pass thing. Like I forget the exact words, but there's some, you know, quasi religious little thing there. And it's cool. Even if he turns out to be the movie's main villain, like it's still nice that they gave him that depth. And that's all I thought it was. I'm like, when I watched this scene, I'm like, Oh, they're making your villain a little deeper and actually like giving him like some personality. That's cool. And then when that circles around to know the scrolls are actually refugees, just trying to survive and get to a place where they can live. That makes that scene even cooler. That was one of the parts of the movie that really like made me sad was that, you know, we go into this movie thinking that the scrolls are bad and everything. And then like you find out that they're refugees, like, oh, my God. And then like they're all living on that ship. And that was like the last of them. Oh, I love it. I loved Mendo's child. Oh, so cute. Mendo was a dad and a husband. (coughs) I love their child because um, when the little girl was talking to her and she was like, oh, you know, I I wish I looked like you. And she's like, no, you're, you're beautiful the way you look now. Yeah, and when she's so like, you sweet. can't change your eyes. Your eyes are so beautiful. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I know. Uh, I would have loved to see Mendo just stay like a uh, Fury's boss. So. <laughs> yeah. I want him to be in Captain Marvel, even though I know he probably won't be. I just want to see him again. Do you mean Endgame? Oh. Yeah, Endgame. That's what I meant. My bad. Yeah, I want to see him in Endgame. That's coming up soon. Oh, when does it come out? May 3rd, I think. Okay. There is that new trailer. Did you watch it? No. I mean, I saw it because it, it auto-played on Twitter, but I didn't have sound on, so I just saw some things, people turning to dust, and I went, okay. Yeah, it was a good trailer. Hope you see it. Oh, well, um, I think that's it for news, unfortunately. I mean, that's okay. Look, sometimes the podcast is just going to be mostly other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's not an unknown thing for our audience. Keep believing. Hey, I fucking audience. warned people. I I warned people. I said if you guys don't send us Star Wars emails then we're just gonna talk about queer eye. And you know what? Nobody sent us Star Wars emails. Sometimes there's no news. There's only so much I can talk about there being an episode nine panel. Because it's not like there was an episode 9 panel. It just, there's going to be one in the future. 
Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, here's to uh, hoping that next week we'll get some news or that um, I won't be hungover or Emily will start feeling better. And I Oh, will please, s- God, don't be sick still. I will hopefully stop tangenting as much as I do. It won't happen. Well, if we but- didn't tangent, if we didn't tangent, this episode would be about 15 minutes long, so. I guess. But, anyways, um... Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can email us, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. All right. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.